Now, on to the serious stuff. There are two things you must promise me you will do. Promise? Welcome to this brand new light bulb moment episode brought to you in partnership with Dell Technologies, who believe in shining a light on these life-changing moments shared by incredible founders and entrepreneurs taken from my conversations of inspiration. It really is an honour to share their inspiration with you, and I hope their story impacts your own thinking as deeply as it has mine. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down. Where we're going, you won't need to bring your frown. There are visionaries in this world that very occasionally we're lucky enough to cross paths with. Sir Tim Smith, founder of the Eden Project, is one of those people. And it was personally a seminal moment for me. And this conversation caused me to rethink so many of my choices and realign my vision and purpose. It caused me to stop and consider, am I thinking big and bold and brave enough And I found the answer was no. And so this very conversation set me on a new path. I'll be forever grateful to Sir Tim for his generosity of time and wisdom. And so I hand over to him now to share his letter to his younger self. Dear me, everyone writes letters to their younger selves telling them to seize life at every moment and live it to the full, to be kind, honest, loyal and true and to work hard. Take it as a given. I want what's best for you, except I always wonder whether a tough childhood gives you better stories or a deeper artistic well from which to draw. But as it is me I'm writing to, I just hope you had a happy time and you have a happy time as you can muster. And now for my advice. Firstly, don't waste a single minute of your life working to be the person your parents want you to become. They know nothing. And when you get to their age, you will see quite how little idea they had. Secondly, shun negative people. Let them nowhere near you. They're alien spawn. They are a cancer on your hopes and will haunt you with their own warped imposter syndrome, hoping you can fail like they will. Show them no mercy. Believe passionately that there is no barrier to you doing anything you can set your heart on. That is to say, don't set your heart on being a surgeon if you faint at the sight of blood or climbing Everest if you suffer vertigo and so on. And then thirdly, lose your fear of being disliked. So many people live lives crippled by shyness and an inability to ask for what they want or need, or fear telling a truth that will cause them to be disliked. The cost of not losing it is that you will forever be in chains to relationships that do not nurture you. All I can tell you from experience is that if you have the nerve to tell people that they are disappointing you or behaving improperly, your relationship changes with them. There is nothing unsaid, and things will change for the better. Fourth, always be trustworthy. You get measured by your word and trust is the most powerful currency there is. Everything I've done as I got older has been built on persuading people it was fun and worth working with me. Think big. There's plenty of time to think small when you're old and dribbling. People are attracted to big and it means you have a stage to share with others. I won't bang on about many other things you need to make your own mistakes and they're mostly fun. Come to think of it, make loads of mistakes. You'll notice as you get older that all the funny stories you have to tell are about things that fail. No one wants to hear the stories of your success. People can't help it. It's human to take a weird pleasure in the misfortune of friends. 
Be self-deprecating and revel in your mistakes and turn them into an art form. Now, on to the serious stuff. There are two things you must promise me you will do. Promise? When older people tell you not to bother or remark that you probably do not have time to come round, beware. The greatest regrets of your life will be the memories of older people you loved but were too busy to fit into your life. Be selfish. Go visit them. Call regularly. Why? I'll tell you why. When you get older, you don't regret the deals you didn't make, the lovers you didn't take, and so on. Half as much as the painful rugby ball kicked into the ball's deep ache of the oldsters you didn't find the time to see. And then they died. And you will never have the chance again. For the rest of your life, you will be haunted by the shame of your selfishness, your egocentric blindness. That the reason they didn't bother you was because they didn't want to burden you with obligation. It didn't mean they didn't desperately want to share in the pleasure of sharing your life. Always remember that. Lastly, and on a merrier note, comes my tip for life. Be aware that most middle-class people do not actually think. They do A-levels and degrees, but are mostly after wearing the clothes of intelligence. Few in my experience think. As they are lazily contented to read a few articles to inform themselves of this or that, hoping that no one else in their circle will have read them, so that they may appear informed and thoughtful. There is one description no man can withstand, and that is being called a thought leader. They feel like a cat being stroked. This is the accolade of choice. Go think. Go read. Be curious in everything. Don't let people steer you to study science or humanities. Study everything. Savour everything. And learn to see a bigger picture. The choice I have made is that I accept every third invitation I receive, unless it clashes with a family commitment. Only in this way can you put your life in social jeopardy. Only in this way can you meet the miracle people, the people you didn't know you needed to meet. This is where magic lies, and in my life, every life-changing meeting has taken place in this place. It is here, my young friend, that you learn the truth of that marvellous Irish saying, Random meetings are dancing lessons from God. Remember this even in the darkest time, and who knows what could turn up. Go well, go safely, and develop a profound sense of ridiculous, and love wholeheartedly. You'll find laughter will be your friend. Till later. Tim's podcast is one of the all-time greats. And if you've not listened to it recently, I urge you to treat yourself, get yourself a cup of tea and a hobnob and absorb these life lessons given with such soul and humour. It's almost impossible to pick a moment that was the light turning on. Hence, his letter to self is what I chose. But his letter struck a chord with an element we so often don't speak about. You see, when you go after your dreams or drive towards a vision in life or business, it takes guts. Now, I think there's a notion that those guts come from toughness and a muscle built due to the trenches in life you've managed to survive. But that's not always the case. I would go as far as to say that the majority of those who are brave enough to travel a less trodden path 
They are sensitive souls who have tapped into an observation that they feel they can help or solve. Far from a bullet hurtling through the air with nothing in life that can dent it, actually, I think those who strive to live less ordinary are good souls with a life force around them. The life force is a shield of sorts, but stick a pin in it, this delicate, magical aura will pop and the founder or dreamer will turn vulnerable. So when Tim spoke about being around negative people, he called them alien spawn with a warped imposter syndrome. He was right, as they are super dangerous to your life force and normally have pockets full of pins. When he spoke about not worrying about being disliked or being chained to a relationship that's not good for you, he was right again, as it is one in the same thing, isn't it? We find ourselves collecting people in our lives, old friends, members of our family maybe, school playground acquaintances, who were fine, even lovely, even your best friend to start with. But somehow life and all the ups and downs changed them. You find yourself being around terrible energy or negative Nancys, or worse, someone who resents your lust for life or becomes jealous of your dreams or accomplishments, and so on. I bet you are all nodding, by the way, listening to this, because we all have them, and we all feel disempowered to do anything about it, as then that would lead to Tim's second point, being disliked, creating politics. And the thing is, and I know this to be true, Unless you surround yourself with incredible, wonderful, selfless, happy, caring folk who only want you to fly to the moon as they wave from planet Earth, then you will never be able to nurture Tim's third point, trust, and his fourth point, which is to go big, big, just like going out, out, go big, big with your dreams. These people are like kryptonite to your life and your hopes. And maybe they don't even mean to be this way. If we realise and embrace that we're living organisms, where literally our entire makeup of our body is totally replaced every seven to ten years, it actually means we're not the same people who met in the playground, who shared that pregnancy and so on. People change, values develop, outlooks can become more negative or beautifully positive. Friends and family go through their own shit that fundamentally changes them. People can stay in a victim mindset and never grow out of it. The list goes on. The important thing is for you, as you get older, to prioritise yourself and your own well-being. A recent guest on my podcast said that self-love is self-care and is far from being selfish. If you think about where you sit within your lives, you are no doubt the epicentre, the epicentre to all you love, including yourself. To your life, to your loves and to your dreams, without you, without you being happy, content, confident, loved and safe, your life force can't grow. So if you don't do it for yourself, do it for others. Start to work out who are those negative drains in your world. Who do you worry about upsetting? 
It is not okay for anyone to bring you down, to upset the epicenter, to put a pin in your precious life force. This is unacceptable. And you'll never live your life to the fullest if you do not take his and my own words on board. It is an impossibility to know how great your life is, could have been, unless you cut the kryptonite out. Easily said than done, I know, but it can be done, believe me, if you love yourself enough. So the question is, do you? A big thank you to Dell Technologies who've bought us this episode today. I hope you enjoyed this light bulb moment to listen to my whole wonderful conversation with Sir Tim Smith, KBE, founder of the Eden Project, or any of our past founders. Search Conversations of Inspiration wherever you get your podcasts. And guess what? I'm going to ask you, have you ever written a review? Have you ever rated one of my podcasts? If not... Could I ask you to do it? I would so, so appreciate it. And it will also help so many more people find conversations of inspiration. Mm -hmm.